بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger the topic is entitled the merits and rulings on the sacrifice of animals and this is in Arabic called Al-Udhiyah the sacrifice of animal is called Al-Udhiyah and Al-Udhiyah is a name uh, given to the animal being slaughtered on the day of sacrifice and the days of Tashriq the 11th, 12th and 13th of the month of the Hijjah as a means of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is called Al-Udhiyah because the best timing for its sacrifice is the Duha of the day of Eid is the Duha time for the day of Eid and it is legally prescribed by the book and the sunnah and the consensus of the ummah قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى said in surah al-kawthar 108 verse 2 فصلي لربك وانحر فصلي لربك وانحر so Allah therefore turn in prayer to your Lord and sacrifice to him alone Allah commanded his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to combine these two great worships and they are as-salatu wal-nahr the prayer and the sacrifice and these are of the best worships and magnificent means of nearness to Allah and there is no doubt that Salatul Eid the Eid prayer goes under this general command فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكْ and pray to your Lord وَأَنَّ الْأُضْحِيَةِ and that the Udhiyah, the sacrifice of animal also falls under the command وَنْحَرْ and sacrifice يقول عبد الله بن عمر may Allah be pleased with him and his father أقام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالمدينة بالمدينة عشر سنين يضحي the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم stayed in Medina ten years offering sacrifice in these years and this is reported by Ahmed and At-Tirmidhi and its isnad is Hassan its chain of narration is good also from the hadith of Anas May Allah be pleased with him who said ضَحَّ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِكَبْشَيْنِ أَمْلَحَيْنِ أَقْرَنَيْنِ ذَبَحَهُمَا بِيَدِهِ وَسَمَّى وَكَبَّرَ 
ووضع رجله على صفاحهما in the hadith reported by Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim and the Prophet ﷺ said from the hadith of Anas Anas related the Prophet ﷺ slaughtered two rams black and white in color as sacrifices and I saw him putting his foot on them on their sides and mentioning Allah's name and takbir then he slaughtered them with his own hands sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said in Zad al-Ma'ad وَلَمْ يَكُمْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يَدَعُ الْأُضْحِيَةِ and he saw Sallam did not leave the sacrifice meaning he offered it and he encouraged the Ummah on this in many textual evidences like in the hadith of Anas may Allah be pleased with him who said قال صلى الله عليه وسلم مَنْ ذَبَحَ قَبْلَ الصَّلَاةِ فَإِنَّمَا ذَبَحَ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ ذَبَحَ بَعْدَ الصَّلَاةِ فَقَدْ تَمَّ نُسُكُهُ وَأَصَابَ سُنَّةَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Whoever slaughtered the sacrifice before the prayer, meaning before the Eid prayer, he just slaughtered it for himself. And whoever slaughtered it after the prayer, he slaughtered it at the right time and followed the traditions of the Muslims. And also in the hadith, and this is reported by Al-Bukhari rahimahullah. And in the hadith of Jundub bin Sufyan al-Bajali, may Allah be pleased with him, قَالَ شَهِدْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ يَوْمَ النَّحْرِ I saw, I saw the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم on the day of sacrifice, فقال, he said, وسلم, من ذبح قبل أن يصلي فليعد مكانها أخرى ومن لم يذبح فليذبح على اسم الله Whoever has slaughtered his sacrifice before the prayer meaning before the Eid prayer should slaughter a sacrifice once more meaning replacing it ومن لم يذبح and whoever didn't sacrifice فليذبح على اسم الله then that him <coughs> let him sacrifice and mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also in the hadith and in the uh, in the hadith of Abi Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him he said, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من وجد سعة فلم يضحي فلا يقربن مصلانا Whoever has سعة meaning enough wealth and didn't sacrifice then let him not 
come to our musalla place of prayer as for the consensus ajma' al-muslimun the muslimun the muslims are on the general consensus upon the legality of the udhiyah of the sacrifice qala fi al-mughni it is mentioned in the book of mughni of fiqh and also in fath al-bari al-mughni by ibn qudama rahimahullah and fath al-bari by al-hafiz ibn hajar rahimahullah qala wala khilafa fi kawniha min shara'i al-din and there is no disagreement that it is from the prescribed methods of this deen. The scholars, however, differed as to whether it is wajib or sunnah, whether the sacrifice is obligatory or is it a sunnah. The majority of the scholars are with the opinion that it is an affirmed sunnah, that it is an affirmed sunnah affirmed sunnah for the one who is able meaning financially and from the scholars there are those who went with the opinion that it is obligatory and therefore from this we conclude that it is therefore important that the Muslim who is capable not to abandon this great worship while he is able on it in order to free himself and in order to as well be on the secure side and we know that the Prophet said leave that which you are in doubt concerning it to that which is not so so let him sacrifice the person on behalf of himself and on the behalf of his family household from the fathers from the father and the mother the parents the wife the children so that he obtains the great reward and also comply with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the way of the Messenger وسلم, who sacrificed on his behalf and on behalf of his household. In the Udhiya, there is a revival of the Sunnah of Abina Ibrahim السلام, in the Udhiya and the sacrifice of the sacrifice in the slaughtering of the sacrificial animal, there is a revival of the sunnah of Abina of our father Ibrahim السلام. also in it there is there are means of nearness to Allah by shedding the blood as a means of nearness because this is a nusuk this is a slaughtering sacrifice an act of worship and it is from the Sha'airullah Allah Ta'ala Walbudna Ja'alnaha Lakum Min Sha'airillah Lakum Fiha Khair as in Surah Al Hajj Surah Al Hajj 22 36 
قال الله تعالى والبدن جعلناها لكم من شعائر الله and the budden cows, oxen, camels driven to be offered as sacrifices we have made them for you as among the symbols of Allah therefore you have much good so mention the name of Allah over them when they are drawn up in lines and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assured us that he is not going to get the blood of it he said in surah al-hajj in 37 the next verse لَيَنَالَ اللَّهَ لُحُومُهَا وَلَا دِمَاؤُهَا وَلَكِنْ يَنَالُهُ التَّقْوَى مِنْكُمْ Twenty-two, thirty-seven. Yes, twenty-two, thirty-seven. It is neither their meat nor their blood that <coughs> reaches Allah. But it is piety from you that reaches him. Thus have we made them subject to you, that you may magnify Allah for his guidance to you. There you go, listen. That we have made them subject to you, that you may magnify Allah for his guidance to you, and give glad tidings of Muhammad to the Muhsineen, to the good doers. And in the sacrifice, there is a bringing of happiness and delight to the family and to the poor and to the neighbors <coughs> and this is from the manasik of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this has been the case with all the nations before indicating its merit and its importance as a great act of obedience Allah Ta'ala concerning this as a mansak for every nation Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Hajj verse 34 in 2234 why? لِيَذْكُرُوا اسْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَى مَا رَزَقَهُمْ مِنْ بَهِيمَةِ الْأَنْعَامِ And for every nation we have appointed religious ceremonies that they may mention the name of Allah over the beast of cattle that he has given them for food. And your God Allah is the one true God so you must submit to him alone. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah commented on this verse by saying that Allah tells, Allah the Most High tells that the slaughtering of these sacrificial animals and the shedding of their blood while mentioning the name of Allah legal in all the milal before, in all the nations before, in all the religions before. And it should be known that the udhiyah in its merit is better than the charity of its value meaning to slaughter is better more meritorious than giving the equivalent of it in 
in money. Why? Because the slaughtering and the sacrifice is ibadah mushtamila ala ta'zim Allahi subhanahu wa ta'ala is an act of worship which involves magnification of Allah and making the symbols of his deen apparent and therefore giving that in money takes away all of these matters secondly that the udhiyah is the sunnah of the Prophet and the action of Muslims is upon it and there is no report whatsoever to indicate that the Muslims used to give the equivalent in money had this been the case they would have resorted to it قال الإمام ابن القيم رحمه الله ابن الإمام القيم رحمه الله commented on this he said that the sacrifice on its time and in its place is better than giving in charity the equivalent in money because the mere slaughtering and the shedding of the blood is intended for it is an act of worship linked to salah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Hajj verse 34 which we came across فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَالْحَرَّ and pray to your Lord and sacrifice and offer sacrifice and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in Surah Al-An'am in chapter 6 verse 162 قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Say, O Muhammad, verily my salah, my sacrifice, my living and my dying are for Allah, the Lord of Al-Alameen, of all that exist. Then he continued, Imam Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, فَفِي كُلِّ مِلَّةٍ صَلَاةٍ وَنَسِيكَةٍ For every nation, every deen, way there is salah and there is nasika sacrifice nothing replacing them so he said if the person will give in charity for the blood required to be sacrificed in his hajj if he would give the multiple of its value it will not replace it it will not be a substitute for the sacrifice and similarly the case is for the udhiyah Similarly, the case is for the Udhiyah. The Udhiyah offered by the one who is not making the pilgrimage. And Allah knows best.
and know that in origin the sacrifice is requested on its time from the living person on his behalf and he may allow whomever he wishes from the living and the dead in its reward the Prophet and his companions used to make sacrifice on their behalf and on the behalf of their families as to the sacrifice for the dead singling him alone some of the or singing them alone some of the people of knowledge permitted this considered it permissible saying that this is a type of sadaqah a type of charity and as we know the sadaqah is valid to be offered on behalf of the dead and benefits him by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the other hand other scholars are with the opposite opinion that no sacrifice is to be offered on behalf of the dead because there is nothing proving the case being done by the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam According to this opinion, they say that his wife, Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, died, and his uncle Hamza died while he, the Prophet ﷺ, was alive. And there are, there are no reports to indicate that he offered the sacrifice on uh, any one of them. And Khadija is most beloved woman to him and his uncle is most beloved of his uncles to him now what about the conditions of the sacrificial animal and what about its descriptions the recommended descriptions we know the sacrifice it is ibadah worship to Allah and we know that any ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala two conditions are to be met for it to be acceptable and to be correct first it must be sincere for the face of Allah the most majestic the most high secondly it must be in agreement to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legalized in his book or on the tongue of his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-kahf verse 110 in surah al-kahf verse 110 فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا إِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا
فمن كان يرجو لقاء ربه سيد محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم I am a man only a man like you it has been inspired to me that your ilah is one ilah so whoever hopes for meeting with his lord let him work righteousness and associate man as a partner in the worship of his lord and from the conditions of the udhiyah is number one that it will be it should be from the animals assigned uh, legally assigned in kind and in age in kind and in age this is the first condition they must be legally assigned in kind and in age as to the kind then they are specific to camels cows and sheep and the majority of these colors are on the opinion that the best of these animals is the camel then the cow then the ram then the goat and of course from the sheep the ram is better than the female because of the evidence for that and also the textual evidences also make it permissible for seven people to share for seven people to share in a camel or in sacrificing a cow meaning they buy it and they sacrifice it each getting one seventh of it this is due to the hadith of Jabir may Allah be pleased with him and his father who said Naharna ma Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we sacrificed with the Messenger of Allah on the day of Hudaybiyah a camel for seven and the cow for seven As to the sheep, then there is no sharing in possessing it. However, sharing in the reward is possible, is jaiz, permissible, like the person sacrifice and shares his household in the reward. I mean, irrespective of their number. This is based on the evidence when the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he sacrificed the sacrificial animal he said bismillah in the name of Allah Allahumma taqabbal min muhammadin wa ali muhammadin wa min ummati muhammad Oh Allah accept from muhammad and the household of muhammad and from the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam This is in Sahih Muslim
نعم as to the legal age then from the camel that which completed five years and from the cow that which completed two years and from the sheep the ram or the goat that which completed one year as to the it's permissible for the ram also to be not less than six months and it's preferable to sacrifice that from the sheep which is six months old the second condition <coughs> that the animal offered as sacrifice must be free of defects must be free of defects and should try to choose the best and the healthiest and he sallallahu forbade offering as a sacrifice the animal which is an ear cut or horn broken and this is reported by Ahmed and Abu Dawood and Al-Tirmidhi and Nasai Ibn Majah and Al-Hakim through a good chain of narrators And also, he sallallahu commanded, he sallallahu commanded that one should be careful about the well-being of the sacrifice. One should not offer a sacrifice, the one-eyed, the one-eyed animal, and the animal which the front part of its ear is cut off, which is called mughabila. And also the one which the back part of its ear is cut off, which is called the mudabira. And the one which, e- which its ear was cut into two parts, which is called sharqa. And the one which there is an opening in its ear, which is called kharqa. The forbiddance of all of these was affirmed. So also, it should be free from defects like the one-eyed or in a state of disease, illness, clear, or clear limping, or clear old age really old and this came in the hadith of Al-Bara' bin Azib who said 
that the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم stood one day and said أربع لا تجوز في الأضاعي في الأضاحي four kinds of animals are forbidden to offer as sacrifice العوراء البين عورها the one-eyed clearly shown and also the sick one the diseased one whose sickness is clear and the limping one whose limping is really clear and الكثير التي لا تنقي and the one which is thin and lean without really without having good marrow in it these are types of animals that are considered defective and not therefore acceptable in offering them or being offered as a sacrifice and the Imam al-Nawi mentioned that there is ijma' consensus that these four types of defects make this animal not acceptable to be offered as a sacrifice and of course the like thereof like for example the completely blind or an animal with you know one of its legs missing As for the emasculated ram, it could be offered as a sacrifice, for it was narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said so. And the hadith was narrated by Abu Ya'la and Al-Bayhaqi through a chain of narrators, which Al-Haythami considered sound. And the third condition that it must be possessed legally and therefore a stolen one or robbed or possessed through a false agreement. None of these are permissible. Also none of the sacrificial animals brought through haram means like cheating or usury because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tayyib la yaqbalu illa tayyiba Allah is good far above every imperfection and any defect 
and he does not accept it. He accepts not except that which is good. And it is also recommendable that the Muslim gives good care to the choice of the uthiya, of the sacrifice, looking for the best in all of its qualities, because this is from the magnification And it is, it should be known that the Muslim should care for the good choice of his sacrificial animal. And therefore he should be keen to look for the best in quality. Because this is magnification of the symbols of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indicating taqwa, indicating taqwa, piety. قال الله عز وجل إن سورة الحج إن 22 verse 32 ومن يعظم شعائر الله فإنها من تقوى القلوب and whosoever honors the symbols of Allah then it is truly from the piety of the heart and this is general covering all the sha'ir, all the symbols of Allah. And we know from the other verse that the cows, the camels, these animals, Allah Ta'ala about them in Surah Al-Hajj in 22, verse 36. And the buddhan, which cows, oxen, camels, driven to the offered as sacrifices. We have made them for you as among the symbols of Allah. Therein you have much good. Ibn Abbas commented by saying, to choose the, the healthiest, you know, the, the build up and the good, of the animals that has meat on it. Even the Muslims at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they used to choose the best de- declaring that this is from the symbols of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala driven by the piety to Allah. In fact, in Sahih al-Bukhari, Abi Umama said, كُنَّا نُسَمِّنُ الْأُضْحِيَ بِالْمَدِينَةِ وَكَانَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ يُسَمِّنُونَ We used to fatten, quote, يعني make, make them put meat on them, the animals. And the Muslims used to do the same. And the Muslim also should be keen to examine the udhiya, the sacrificial animal, when he buys that making sure that it hasn't it doesn't have any of the of the uh, defects and also gives attention to its proper age and also check for its ears and its horns if there is any defect in them and the more of its price the more its price is 
and the more it's well fed and healthy even if it's costly then it is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and greater in reward and once he assigns a particular animal as a sacrificial animal then he slaughters this on the day of Eid with the intention that it is a sacrificial animal and once this is assigned as a sacrificial animal then it is forbidden for him to sell it or to give it as a gift or to replace it except with someone with, with, with another animal that is better because he had already assigned it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and suppose he dies after assigning it then it's still not permissible to be sold rather it is to be sacrificed on his behalf and his inheritors can do this can do this in terms of sacrificing it eating from it giving it charity and giving it part as a gift and if it is supposed it is lost or somebody stole it this depends if he was negligent then he should replace it and if he wasn't negligent then there is nothing upon him whenever he finds it if he finds it he may sacrifice it even after the time of sacrifice and does the same as if he was doing it on the same day of sacrifice also it is not permissible to sell anything of the sacrificial animal not its meat nor its fat or its uh, skin because this is something which he had allocated for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some of the scholars however amongst them Ahmed and Ishaq permitted the selling of the skin and permitted selling the skin and giving its value as a charity if it is given to a man to slaughter it like in a slaughterhouse or the like then it is not permissible to give him for his work from the animal itself 
to pay him for his work from the animal itself. In the hadith of Ali, he said, Amarani Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وأن لا أعطي الجازر منها قال نحن نعطيه من عندنا وفي رواية, وفي رواية ولا يعطى في جزارتها منها شيئا The person who slaughters the sacrifice for you is not to be given his wage from the sacrifice itself meaning from its meat, skin, etc. Ali رضي الله تعالى عنه said the Prophet ordered me to watch the man when he slaughtered his camels for him and to give away its meat skin and whatever it was wearing as charities and, and not to give the man who slaughters anything of the sacrifice and he وسلم, said we shall give him some other thing from our own property money however if he gives this one who slaughters it for him, he gives him from it because of his poverty or because of, or as, as a gift, then there is no harm in that because he is like other people. And if he gives him in the very beginning his wages complete, then he gives it from it gives him from it then there is no problem in that the timing of the sacrificial animal the timing is specific such that the sacrifice itself may not be acceptable except on this proper timing and this proper timing is after Salat al-Eid after the Eid prayer So whoever slaughters his animal before the salah, then it is not considered as a sacrificial animal. Rather it is called shatu lahm, just a meat. He eats it with whomever he wishes and it is binding upon him to slaughter another one after the salah instead of this one this is proven by the hadith reported by Jundub bin Sufyan al-Bajali قال I witnessed the Adha with Rasulullah after he finished the salah he saw some sheep slaughtered. He said, "Man dhabha qabla salah, whoever slaughtered before the salah, falyadhbah shatan makanha. Let him slaughter a sheep, a sheep instead of it. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ دَبَحَ فَلْيَذْبَحَ لِسْمِ اللَّهِ." And whoever has not slaughtered yet, then let him slaughter while mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on it.
Also in the hadith of Bara ibn Azib, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, I heard the Messenger وسلم, giving a sermon saying, In awala ma nabda'u bihi mi yawmina hadha an nusalli, thumma narja' fananhar, faman fa'ala hadha faqad asaba sunnatana. The first thing that we start our day with is we give the prayer, we offer the prayer, then we return, and then we offer the sacrifice. And whoever does like this, then he has indeed, and he is right on our sunnah, on our way. وَمَنْ نَحَرَ فَإِنَّمَا هُوَ لَحْمٌ يُقَدِّمُهُ لِأَهْلِهِ لَيْسَ مِنَ النُّسُكِ فِي شَيْءٍ And whoever slaughtered, meaning before the prayer, then it is only just meat. Let him offer it to his family, because it is not from the sacrificial worship. It is not from the nusuk. And it is preferable. It is preferable for the believer to delay the sacrifice until after the two sermons of the Eid are finished in accordance with the way of the Messenger وسلم, and who is ever able and knows how to sacrifice then it is better that he himself do the sacrificing or the slaughtering and not delegate anyone else because of the hadith of Anas may Allah be pleased with him where he said that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam dhaha bikabshayni amlahayn the Prophet slaughtered two rams black and white in color as sacrifice as sacrifices and I saw him putting his foot on their side and mentioning Allah's name and takbir then he slaughtered them with his own hands with his own hands because the slaughtering is a means of nearness qurba ila Allah and therefore it is better for the person himself to directly involve himself in it in fact Imam al-Bukhari related that Amara Abu Musa Banatahu An Yudahina Baidihin Baidiahin Baidihin Abu Musa Al Ashari means commanded his daughters to sacrifice with their own hands. On the other hand, delegation is permissible because the Messenger وسلم, himself slaughtered 63 camels with his hand during the Hajj and then وَاسْتَنَابَ عَلِيًّا فِي نَحْرِ مَا بَقِيَ مِنْ بُدْنِهِ then he delegated Ali ibn Abi Talib رضي الله تعالى عنه in slaughtering what remained and during the sacrifice there are certain etiquettes and matters that should be observed Number one, being good to the animal. Meaning, doing his utmost to make it comfortable. And from that, is choosing 
the sharpest knife and pass it on the place swiftly and forcefully because this is requested to be done very very swiftly without any torture in fact Shaddad ibn Aus radiallahu ta'ala anhu said that the Prophet said inna allaha kataba al-ihsana ala kulli shay verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined goodness on everything فَإِذَا قَتَلْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُ الْقِتْلَةِ So when you kill, kill in good way. إِذَا ذَبَحْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُ الذَّبْحَةِ أَوْ الذِّبْحَةِ وَلْيُحِدَّ أَحَدَكُمْ شَفْرَتَهُ وَلْيُرِحْ ذَبِحَتَهُ And when you slaughter, slaughter in a good way. So everyone of you should sharpen his knife and let the slaughter animal die comfortably and this is reported in Sayyid Muslim and it is disliked for the person sacrificing the animal to sharpen to sharpen his knife while the animal looking at him this is because of the report from Ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him and his father who said, Amar al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bihad wa al-baha'im The Prophet sallallahu commanded to sharpen the knife and to make it uh, hidden away from the animals. And he said, إِذَا ذَبَحَ أَحَدَكُمْ فَلْيُجْهِزْ And when the one of you slaughters, then let him finish it swiftly. And because the sharpening of the knife before the animal puts it in a state of discomfort and this is in opposition to the goodness requested and he should not also slaughter an animal while the other watching and he should not drag it to its place of slaughter because all of this is in opposition to the goodness commanded in the hadith And during the sacrifice, after he sacrifices the animal and slaughters it, it is not permissible for him to take the hand of the animal and to wrap it around the neck or break the neck because this is torturing. And from the ways or the etiquettes is directing the animal in the direction of the Qibla due to the hadith of Jabir that the Prophet slaughtered two rams horny ones with horns and he directed them in the direction of the Qibla but if he does not do that then it is still permissible because there is no evidence to indicate the obligation 
Fourthly, it's obligatory to mention the name of Allah. Al-Basmala. Yaqul, Bismillah. Saying, Bismillah. Not Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. No, Bismillah. Because of the saying of Allah. فَكُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكَرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ In Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse 118. فَكُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكَرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ And so eat of that meat which Allah's name has been mentioned or pronounced on it while slaughtering it. Also because of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same surah but verse 121. Eat not of the meat on which Allah's name has not been pronounced at the time of the slaughtering for sure it is a fisk, a sin and disobedience and the Prophet also said مَا أَنْهَرَ الدَّمُ وَذُكِرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ فَكُلُوا so whatever causes the blood to flow and eat and the name of Allah is mentioned of the, of the, slaughtered, of the slaughtered animal then eat from it and it's recommended to say aloud Takbir, meaning Allahu Akbar, with the Basmala. So you say, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. In the name of Allah, Allah is the most great. Bismillah, Allahu Akbar. And it is not permitted to add anything to this, except afterwards, after the slaughtering. Due to the hadith of Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her and her father. She said, وَأَخَذَ الْكَبْشَ And the Prophet ﷺ took the ram, فَأَجْعَهُ And he laid it down. ثُمَّ ذَبَحَهُ Then he slaughtered it. ثُمَّ قَالْ Then he said after that, بِسْمِ اللَّهِ And he slaughtered it. ثُمَّ قَالْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ اللَّهُمَّ Then he said, اللَّهُمَّ O Allah, تَقَبَّلْ Accept مِنْ مُحَمَّدْ From Muhammad. وَآلِ Muhammad and the house of Muhammad وَمِنْ أُمَّةِ Muhammad and of the nation of Muhammad and he names at the time of the slaughter the one to whom he is a slaughtering I mean the one on whose behalf he is a slaughtering like for example he says اللَّهُمَّ هَذِهِ أُضْحِيَةٌ عَنْ فُلَانٍ meaning himself فَتَقَبَّلْ مِنِّي O Allah, this is a sacrifice from, and then he names himself, for example, if he's a slaughtering. فَتَقَبَّلْ مِنِّي O Allah, accept from me. Or, this is a sacrifice on behalf of such and such, and then, may Allah accept it. Or, or اللَّهُمَّ تَقَبَّلْ O Allah, accept As to the wiping over the black, over the back of the animal, while making the basmala, this this is baseless. There's no proof for that. 
Also, it is not prescribed to make salah upon the Prophet ﷺ during the sacrifice. Because there could be ambiguity. Because this is solely for Allah. And the basmala should be at the time of sacrifice. So suppose he didn't make the basmala, the bismillah, until there was a some time between the slaughter and after after a while between the slaughter and the time he mentions the basmala. In this case, he repeats the basmala. Meaning if he forgets and he didn't make the basmala, then he remembers after a while, then he makes it again. And from the etiquettes that the sacrificing process should be as such that the blood gushes and follows out and this cannot be attained except when the two jugular veins are cut and this cannot be attained unless the two jugular veins that surround the throat and the esophagus are completely cut. So therefore, the throat, the esophagus, and the two jugular veins. This ensures the complete slaughter. It is forbidden for the one who sacrificed the animal to do anything that hurts it before it dies, like breaking the neck or begin to skin it off or cut any of its parts before its soul departures its body because this is torturing and therefore if he begins to skin and it moves then he should wait he should wait until its death is certain and Allah the Most High knows best this brings the end of this subject concerning the al-udhiyah and its rulings, the sacrifice of animal and its rulings. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.